1: You are listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, crossover Thursday style, Cleveland Browns, headed down to the star, Dallas Cowboys, this Sunday. Jeff Lloyd, your host of Locked On Browns, joined by one half of the dynamic duo of Locked On Cowboys, Landon McCool. And I'll tell you right now, he's got probably the best last name <laughs> at the Locked On Podcast Network. Our first time sitting down together. So first things first, Landon, how are you doing? Uh, you know, how is you know life treating you? I understand you're on the West Coast. Um, you know, as far as COVID and everything, it, it, it's varying as you know by regions all throughout mm-hmm. the United States. How are you holding up, sir?
0: You know, we're we're dodging the virus, we're dodging the fires. Uh, we're 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 trying to stay focused on uh, on on what's happening in the football world world to kind of just have our escape from <laughs> the real world at this point. So, uh, we're doing good. We're we're all safe and sound, fortunately, uh, and we're uh, grateful for that.
1: And at this point, I think that's all anybody can be. Your Locked On Crossover Edition is brought to you by the fine folks at Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Like I said, we're going to be talking some Cowboys. We're going to be talking some Browns here. Uh, I'm going to ask Landon about the Cowboys here as we go through this first segment. You guys know the drill, three segments. We'll flip it up here in segment two. And then we'll get some general thoughts as we you know, head on in here to Sunday. Um, I know Dallas doesn't want to be one and three. I know it would be a coup for the Browns to be three and one, first time since 2001. Guys, I will be married in three weeks, 16 years. I did not even know my <laughs> wife the last time the Browns were three and one. So just to put time in a bottle, so to speak. Um, Landon, it's... I don't know if you guys would consider it, it's been a frustrating or dissipa- disappointing start so far for this team. But what I see is I see an offense that can just produce yards, can produce points. And, you know, a lot of people want to talk about the skill group for the Cleveland Browns. And then I kind of look at the skill group with Dallas. And, yeah, maybe there's one player you'd say, oh, we'd like him. Or, oh, we'd like him. Um, but, the, but the offense is there, and the yards are you know being amassed and, and points. I know there was an effort put into this defensive line, um, and you know obviously you know, some things you know didn't necessarily work out. Injury early in training camp for a veteran, maybe that was going to have a role there. Browns fans, you're going to know this name obviously, um, as we were trying to reel him in essentially for two off seasons. But where is the D at? Um, as far as is it is it growing? Is there any cohesion or at this point, is it just, man, you know, if we don't score 40, we're not sure we can actually win a game.
0: You know, I, I, I think it's, it's a, it's not an either or thing. I think it's a little bit of, of everything. You know, I think it's, uh, coordination has been an issue. Um, you know, we talked about how uh, the COVID situation and how it's affecting the world. And I think, when we talk about how it had an effect on this football season, you know, kind of a posthumous sort of way, we're going to look at this and say, you know, some of these teams that were going through coaching transitions struggled to kind of get things going early on. I think, you know, Coach McCarthy was talking about it today, if I'm not mistaken, about how he, when he was away from football, he hated watching September football because it, it just looked so ugly and it looked so problematic. And this is not even that, you know, this is, this is, and I think that's the, the, the lack of training camp, the lack of, of, of time uh, has really hit the Cowboys defense specifically harder than it has the offense because they changed defensive coordinators because they changed from a kind of simplistic cover one, cover three, you know, very simple scheme play fast to more disguised coverages. And they did it without having a training camp or a preseason it's caused all kinds of coordination problems and yeah, there's been some talent lost up front there. You know, they've, they've they've had their share of injuries. Like I feel like the vast majority of the league has, but I, I think that the issue overall at this point is uh, uh, that they're transitioning to a, a more complex defense. They didn't get the reps that they really needed in training camp and in the preseason to kind of congeal and learn the ins and outs of it perfectly and, you know, without a whole bunch of talent to kind of overcome that, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys have kind of resigned to the idea that, hey, we've got an offense that can put up 35 plus points, you know, 30 plus points consistently. Let's lean into that and hope that our pass rush can kind of carry us for a few stops to win the game.
1: It's actually kind of funny you mentioned the pass rush because, I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing my job. This whole thing would be a miss if we didn't go this route. Because um, I'm sure you guys all had, you know, Alden Smith penciled in as leading the NFL in sacks <laughs> for three weeks after he spent, you know, five years and God bless Alden Smith for whatever he was doing. Um, but where he is now, um, you know, he is now, I mean, he's playing now than he the, we've seen a better Alden Smith now than we've probably ever seen of his time in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at, you know, where he was the last time he was playing in the NFL, I, yeah, he was not in a great spot. I mean, I think his, his stint in Oakland, uh, he was still really, really, really dealing with a lot of, you know, his personal issues and, and that was having an effect on the field. So, you know, time away from the game and then a kind of a recommitment to getting in good shape and, 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 and really, you know, that, that's the other thing too. He's changed his body. I mean, he's, he's a he's a healthy two seventy plus now, and I don't know that he ever played at that size before and it's not i mean clearly it's not bad weight, it's incredibly good weight so he you know I think there's a there was a misconception by a lot of people before he came in that he was this kind of bendy gumby you know the the, the people i think Dallas would compare him to Randy Gregory, but it, he's not that player he's more of a long armed strong hand. A uh, uh, power player mm-hmm. who can do some of that Ben stuff, but that's not necessarily his game. So, adding the extra weight and power there, uh, it's really just kind of made him terrifying. And uh, I, I don't really envy some of the tackles that have been facing him. But I, no, to answer your question, I don't know that anybody. You know, we were all tapping the brakes on Alden Smith all, all season, like, hey guys, let's let's see what this is, let's see what this is. And without training camp to even watch it ourselves, there was even you know more kind of brake tapping so for him to come out this way and to tear the brakes off the rails and the trains you know full the crazy trains fully off you know uh, unrestricted at this point uh, yeah people are, are really kind of freaking out about what a good deal that they got out of Alden smith
1: um browns fans you may know this scenario um a certain player of you know Josh Gordon ilk <laughs> um, when you get a player like this. But, you know, congratulations to Alden Smith. And, yeah, you know, and, and this is something where guys like us who cover all this, look, we want the NFL to be as great as possible. Um, we want to see greatness week in, week out. And, you know, if these guys can find their way back to what they were fantastic at, that is, it's incredible. And, you know, I know everybody, oh, comeback player of the year, comeback player of the year. Da, da, da. I'll tell you right now, Alden Smith toes the line, makes it through a full season. This puppy's over. I mean, it is over, Mm -hmm. over already if he can continue to uh, go down this course. One thing that's interesting here, um, you know, from my perspective as far as, you know, the Browns playing Dallas. uh, And the Browns have been able to, you know, get these two wins the last couple of weeks where it it got to, you know, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And it was all right. The running game's working. The running game's working really, really well between these two backs. But this is probably going to be the best offensive line that Dallas has seen through the first three games here in week four. So for me, and, you know, maybe I'm sure we'll probably get to this and touch on it a little bit when we get to segment two here. Um, When I look at a game like this, what do I think is it's got to be about time of possession. We know what this Mm -hmm. Dallas offense is capable of and the Browns look, they put up some points the last couple of weeks, but it's not necessarily against defenses, That are going to hold teams back. You know, Washington had a couple of key injuries Sunday, which led to a high point total. But it's going to be interesting from that point because I know this Dallas D line, again, is not constructed the way they were hoping it was going to be. And they do have some, uh, you know, some injuries with Tyron Smith, so to speak, on the offensive line here right now. This is an interesting game and it's probably going to come down to trench play. Both way, offensive line versus defensive line versus both teams. So, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think that's an excellent point, and and I think that you know for Dallas, I think one of their biggest fears on on the defensive side of the ball is is being forced to put be put in a game where they're going to have to consistently stop the run. I mean, I, I think you know, especially with Leighton vanderesh being injured, um, you know, you you nailed it. I think the the defensive line is constructed. I you know look there has been some bright spots on the defensive line with some uh, young defensive tackle like Tristan Hill, um, but that's more of a pass rush situation and and what his pass rush is I think as far as actually ha- being forced to try to stop somebody from uh, being running the football down your throat this team hasn't really had to face that yet I mean I think that even with Seattle I mean they're playing different brand of football now than they were before so I I've, this is the first t- game where. Um, and maybe it's not maybe it's more of a of a kind of closer matchup to what we we uh experienced with the Rams week 1 but i think that these kind of you know wide zone based play action boot based offenses that that uh put a strong emphasis on the run game they put a lot of stress on the cowboys defense and uh i think that there is you know i, I look at this game as a as a cowboys analyst and i think this is not necessarily the best matchup for uh for the Cowboys' uh, defense, especially because just the style of, of football that they play and and the, their ability to run the football, uh, it it does it does scare me in, in their ability to potentially keep Dallas off the field and and just kind of dominate the, the time of possession.
1: And you know, and it's it's kind of funny. So you have a fear about the Browns getting to play their game, where I certainly have a fear about the Browns playing in a Dallas game where it seems like these 60 minute games feel like they're about 75. So, you know, it is interesting. (laughs) Um, We're going to move on here, guys. We're going to get to the second segment and obviously the third segment crossover style locked on Browns and locked on Cowboys with Jeff Lloyd and Landon McCool. NFL Game Pass, folks, everybody knows it's one of the best there is in the business. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes, go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devonte Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL films archive. Go to nflcom Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football. Never stops. And as many of you all know, here for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear similar to what the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require an account, membership, or login, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out locked on NFL scouting available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: All right. So let's flip things around and now it's time to talk a little Browns football, which you know, I'm excited. Cause we don't get to talk uh, to the AFC, you know, teams very often we, we we focus so much on our own conferences and you know when we get to play the rotating conferences it's every four years so we don't get to play teams like the browns very often so it's it's always fun to kind of check in and see where things are uh with that part of the country and football and and cleveland you know i mean look it has got one of the greatest histories of of fandom you can say what you will about the results of the teams at times but no one can deny what a great fan base you guys have, and this is coming from a sometimes a very large, but sometimes questionable Cowboys fan base at times. So uh, I'm excited to kind of get kind of get <laughs> reacquainted. So I'm I was a big fan of Kevin Stefanski uh, before he came to Cleveland, and and when he took over the the, the team, I was excited because I, I frankly just I love that brand of wide zone based play action boot offense, and and I really love the fit here with. With with the the players that you have on offense and, and Baker Mayfield especially, just with his ability to you know be athletic and get out of the pocket and throw the football. But given all the weirdness, I know you know in the first segment we talked about the Dallas defense kind of struggling to kind of overcome a, a lack of time on field to to learn the defense. Given with all the weirdness of COVID, ha- has has the offense or, or the team overall dealt with a similar you know, difficult transition?
1: I would say yes and this is, you know, actually interesting here because, you know, with them playing Washington last week, um with playing Dallas this week, you guys are in the same situation. The these teams with new regimes, they're supposed to get extra time. They they are yeah. allotted one more week of OTAs to try and get things going. Um everybody's playing at a level playing field right now, so to speak. And for this, it's probably, you know, not fair for the Browns. Um but I think where this became the most important thing and look, if, you know, Kevin Stefanski could have been the head coach of the Cleveland Browns in 2019. If ownership chose to go the route of Paul D Podesta and not general manager, John Dorsey, um, as Paul D Podesta championed for this cause in 2019 mm-hmm. and finally got listened to for 2020. But I think with just going with the more intelligent analytic focused front office and coaching staff, it, it, it was easier for them as far as saying, okay, well, look, we're smart enough. If we have less time, there's no way we can jam as much as we need to in. So we are going to slowly work this stuff in. And that has been the most impressive part to this point. As to where we truly are with what of the Browns offense or defense, where they're operating as far as scheme. Um, you know, I, I would say each week you figure maybe you graduate 5% maybe 10%. Um, There's nothing they did from week one to week two. There's not much more you can do in three days when you play on a Thursday night after playing on Sunday. Um, So it's the, it's the growth and the maturation. And they're obviously, you know, they'd love to be able to get this passing game going and sure they would love to put up 300 yard numbers and, and, and do what they, you know, do what Dak Prescott is doing. But right now you have an offensive line that's playing really, really well. You have a running game that's working really, really well. And, you know, balance, yes, that's fantastic. Everybody wants to achieve it. But at the end of the day, Landon, it's about wins and losses. Mm-hmm. So if you can win games by running the ball, not, nothing else matters. Whenever you get to the balance, whenever you get to the complete installation of your offense, it doesn't matter. Win the game each day. You no know, Herman, you know, trying to sound like Herman Edwards-ish, whatever. But if you can win the game simple enough by running the ball – you know, and the old adage of, you know, how many things can go wrong when you actually, you know, call a pass player, you throw a pass. But that this is what the Brown this is the Browns bread and butter right now. So, you know, K I S S, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> and it's worked in two big wins where they scored sixty nine points in two weeks.
0: Yeah, and I, I it's hard to argue with success. I mean, I think that you, when you've got the, the horses to run it like that, you you absolutely should. And I think, you know, frankly, I I feel like Dallas probably would run the football more if they their offensive line situation was just a little bit better. I I think they you know that's one of the things where they're they're talent deficient a little bit more than they're used to used to being on the offensive line. Um Speaking of you know, Cowboys being deficient on the offensive line, Cowboys was definitely nervous about the this fearsome collection of defensive line, including two very well known Cowboy harassers in Olivia Vernon and Adrian Claiborne, who infamously had six sacks in one game on Dak Prescott and <laughs> may have broke his brain for the rest of that year. Frankly, um, but that's I mean that's not even to mention you know Garrett and. Odronabi and, and Richardson. And, and those, those are the kind of the known pieces of the, at least from the outside, from the people that aren't seeing the Browns day to day. I'd like to know a little bit more about the back seven. I, I know that you guys have you know invested some draft picks there and, and Denzel Ward and some other folks. Uh, but, but a lot of, the, some of these names, you know, are that are back there. I'm not as familiar with uh, Andrew Sendejo is a guy I know that you guys use a bit and he's obviously a, a Cowboy from way way back, but could you give us a little bit of information on on some of these other guys that are kind of being trotted out there in the back seven? It's
1: it's been funny because there have been a ton of injuries at the linebacker position. There have been a ton of injuries in the secondary. Um, when they drafted Grant Delpit, it, it, I think they were more excited they got Grant Delpit where they did. Than they were then where they got Jedrick Wills. It's not that they didn't love Wills, but when you're drafting 10 overall, you can kind of predict where the board is going to fall to you. They were having like a fingers crossed, you know, almost like, man, if we can get Grant help it with this second round pick, because they had high hopes for him as far as what he can do around the line of scrimmage. So that was a huge, huge blow. Um, And, you know, do you want to go get an Earl Thomas? No, I don't think anybody wants that influence and that type of person in their locker room, especially for first year coaches or especially where jobs might be online. This is a guy could blow off any time they could have done it. Maybe they could have gone out and got you know paid a Logan Ryan seven and a half million dollars. He ultimately chose to go home to the New York Giants. How's that working out? Logan Ryan, by the way, <laughs> maybe should have come to Cleveland. But um, Terrence Mitchell. Um, and now here he's this is now his third season with the Cleveland Browns. And this was a better John Dorsey move. He started most of 2018 and he played really, really well. He's not the greatest of athletes. But he's limp. He's got long limbs. He's got long arms. And he knows how to use them. And he is good at kind of deking a quarterback into thinking a wide receiver is open and good at deking the wide receiver into thinking he's open. You know, leads to a lot of PBUs. Andrew Sandejo, it's been a tough stretch to this point. Um, He's missing a lot of tackles. Carl Joseph, um, you know, Carl Joseph is great. Runs around 100 million miles an hour. Made a big hit last week. Had an interception last week but sometimes his wanting to play at 100 mil- miles an hour is a downfall and you know, gets him out of position, has him overrun a tackle. Um, so the safety play has not been good. The weirdest thing, Sheldrick Redwine, who started the last six weeks of 2019 in what was just really, really bad times, we saw a player graduating, developing, and we were like, wow, this kid looks pretty good. And like he was kind of rising above the mess as the 2019 season ended. Hasn't taken a defensive snap yet. Um, they just brought in, uh, obviously at the end of the summer, Ronnie Harrison from the Jaguars. Um, and I'm not sure where they're at scheme wise and, you know, the complexity of Joe Woods scheme, but Ronnie Harrison isn't playing a ton yet either. Maybe this is a week and I said it last week, but maybe this is a week where Ronnie Harrison gets a little bit more run. The linebacking position, BJ Goodson, BJ Goodson is what he is. He's going to miss tackles. Um, but there's, Oddly, opportunities where he creates turnovers. He, you know, had a fumble recovery Sunday. Had a big interception Sunday coverage. Then he is chasing around a running back in the run game. Then he is in man coverage, zone coverage. He's smart. Malcolm Smith, obviously, had a little stint with Dallas last year. Mm-hmm. Similar scenario. Mac Wilson, Jacob Phillips. These are the guys that were probably going to play the most snaps of the linebacker position. Mac Wilson got hurt over the summer, returned last week, only played six defensive snaps. Jacob Phillips from lSU third round pick took a part in practice today. This is the first thing he's done since he got injured week one you know yeah you can't believe that either one of these guys are going to be factors yet in week four as both are slowly coming back from knee injuries but these are the guys that were expected to be you know at least young athletic and able to do a little bit of both the opportunity has just not been there yet for either guy in this scenario so It'll be B.J. Goodson. It'll be Malcolm Smith. It'll be Taki Takitaki. The big question here is, is really weird because Denzel Ward, you know, missed Thursday of practice, missed Friday of practice, played about a half maybe in change on Sunday with a groin injury, which was for me like, why are we playing? I really need him when Dallas is going to trot out these three wide receivers a week from now. You should be able to beat Washington just with what you have and the defensive line. They played him. He didn't finish the game. He didn't practice today here on Wednesday. So you'd really like Denzel Ward. He's a special talent. Um he's undersized. That's fine, but he's quick, he's smart, he's intelligent, creates a lot of PBUs as well. Um, that's the one. And, you know, hopefully maybe, you know, and I hate to say, oh, well, you know, whatever, as long as you're able to go Sunday, because you never want a player to really go that route. Yeah. But Denzel Ward might be getting that veteran treatment at this point. In his third year, where look, we need you on Sunday. Nobody cares a bleep about Monday through Saturday.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny is that you know as, as you were talking about it, I had to go back and check. And t- Terrence Mitchell is the same Terrence Mitchell that was the former Dallas Cowboy. The Cowboys actually brought him into the league, and before he left in a yep. uh, uh, an exodus of of cornerbacks that we really wish <laughs> <laughs> we could have back because I think J- Javarius He's Ward been outstanding. was
1: outstanding He's been outstanding this far.
0: Yeah, I really liked him when he was with Dallas. Unfortunately, he got caught in a numbers game. And frankly, there's another, a couple other cornerbacks that the Cowboys cut that I bet they wish they had back too. So, um, so we talked, we talked about, we talked about the 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 offense. We talked about the defense. Kind of looking at big picture in these in these matchup between these two teams. You know, from the Cleveland point of view, where would you think the biggest mismatch is? in cleveland's favor on either side of the ball
1: uh if if, look i mean you know i'm a wide receiver guy landed odell beckham jr and you know Mm -hmm. when he came over from the giants and i have been covering them for three years now he is my favorite player in the nfl i was a former college wide receiver myself i love the position just the natural ability and i'm going to tell you now he is what we got in 2019 was an injured odell beckham junior playing for a team that wasn't exactly sure what they were doing as far as a head coach and as far as an offense they they just had no identity they had no clue the juice is there the yeah. odell beckham junior you know from the giant days where would put him on the map is there and I, I, there's a there's an eight or nine reception for 150 160 coming I don't know what week or I don't know what team is going to deal with it but it's coming and you know I look at you know and this is what we went through Sunday because you know obviously you know with the Cowboys and the Seahawks being the national game Mm -hmm. and you know I'm I'm seeing on social media all my Browns listeners and followers oh my god this offense this offense this offense my guys they still lost Mm -hmm. I mean look you know yes Russell Wilson you know one, I mean Russell. The MVP talk stop. Russell Wilson. If he's not one of the best quarterbacks or the best quarterback in the NFL, I don't know who cares about that stuff. Yes, better than Baker Mayfield, but this is the week where the Browns' passing offense should get fat. Like you know, this is should be the one where you get some licks in here and feel good about yourself. And Odell, I mean, it's there. Everything that you know, and I think him and Jarvis are kind of being sports about it because they're not really getting what they're accustomed to. But we keep hearing the phrases of only thing that matters is winning. And you cross your fingers and you hope that's what these players truly, truly believe you truly do. And that's what you want. Um, But they're not getting what they're accustomed to, but this is the week where that opportunity may be there to, you know, get that opportunity to feel a little bit better about yourself.
0: I have to say as a Cowboys fan, uh, I hope, that Stefanski takes the bait on that because honestly, despite, despite, you know, I, first of all, I totally agree. The mismatch is the, the one, the biggest one in y'all's favor is the, your wide receivers versus our cornerbacks. Um And there, cause they, it's been problematic so far throughout the year. And you just need to go up and down the, the people who are playing and who, and who isn't playing too, I think is an important part of that equation. But uh, to me, if this becomes a, Shootout passing game that that might be playing right into the Cowboys' hands because I think that that honestly, what'd
1: you say? You agree? I 100% agree with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just simply because the only thing that the Cowboys' defense has seemingly done uh, efficiently at times is you know they they have been able to get off the field when it's been that kind of shootout situation when they can rush the passer or you know this hopefully get after the quarterback quick enough that they have to get rid of the ball and that they can't let plays develop down the field if 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 Cleveland unleashes their run game like i'm afraid they're going to uh, then it, it, they i think will likely have some success you know play actioning and and, and booting to the the Cowboys to death uh, because i know Los Angeles had a very similar success against the Cowboys defense as well.
1: Um, go ahead. I'm hoping that's the way it goes. Um I said I am certainly hoping that the way that, that is the way it goes. We're gonna move it on here, guys. Um, and now if you're not, here is the perfect time. iTunes Spotify. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Cowboys five-star ratings are fantastic. Written reviews, always fantastic. We appreciate it on behalf of myself, Landon, and Marcus Mosher. Miss you, Marcus. We miss you. (laughs) Um, We're going to continue on through here, get some general game thoughts in here as we continue on your crossover edition of Locked on Browns, Locked on Cowboys.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out locked on NFL scouting available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: Marcus. I mean, I'm sorry, Landon. I think we're not Marcus. (laughs) God. Four and a half point favorites for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I would say that's okay, and I just want to go back to this. And again, we're getting a little bit tight on time. I just do want to go back to this. This is going to be where I was saying earlier. Browns need to stick with what's working, Um, and this is where you do get worried. And you know, sometimes you look at a schedule and say, "Hey, this was a game that maybe we figured wasn't going to be a win anyway, and we really need to maybe try and get the passing game going." Where I see a franchise since two thousand one hasn't eyed. 3 and 1. And maybe that's there. And even if Dallas goes to 1 and 3, you still got the rest of the NFC slate, NFC East slate. So there's six wins for Dallas because the rest of it is just hot <laughs> garbage. I um, mean, yes, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. So there's that puts you to eight wins right there just between those games. But, you know, so it's big. I mean, nobody wants to be 1 and 3. The Browns have the opportunity to be three be 3 and 1. So, you know, that's appealing and you know, four and a half and you figure the home team gets three, but I mean, then you go one and a half. I, I mean, I'm just not, you know, look, I, I like what the Browns are doing. You know, I'm proud of what they're doing, but to think that maybe it's just essentially a one and a half point spread yeah. seems a little rich for me on the Cleveland side. Yeah. For I mean, guys, I, obviously,
0: I, I, I think, you know, it's, there's just a lot of inconsistent play happening with the Cowboys, and until that they can kind of prove that they can stop shooting themselves in the foot, you know, and stabilize something on defense at some point. You know, we can all talk about how hyped and how great this offense is, and how they can score points at will. But at this point, it's it's only produced one win, and it and it was a win that still required a. Freakish last-minute onside kick uh, to in order to to you know produce it. So
1: what I, was I, Atlanta doing? <laughs> I, I, I've watched it a hundred times, and the only I, thing I can think is, what are you doing? Jump I'll on just, the ball. I'll just say
0: this: I, I honestly, and not to get off on a completely game different game change, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that the Atlanta coach, when he called timeout beforehand, knew exactly what kind of kick was happening and told his team not to jump on it because. That that kind of spin watermelon kick, you know, can just spin anywhere if you touch it. But I think they took that way too far and just sitting there and let the ball spin past ten yards and let it into our hands. But anyways, I you know, as far as this game goes, I do feel a little bit better about the Cowboys' chances than normal because it, it's seemingly they have a little had a little bit more success at home uh, recently, despite you know the, the, the some other issues they've had i i tend to think that the, the cowboys seemingly have figured out a little bit better pass protection situation and i am hoping that that will in turn you know i, I first of all i expect tyron smith hopefully to play this week that ho- hopefully will kind of cascade down to Uh, the other offensive linemen fitting in and uh, and their spots and, and the protection being a little bit better and thereby kind of helping stop the foot shooting that has happened for the offense. If they can figure that out and continue to start early uh, like that's been a problem for them early, then Mm -hmm. uh, they could get this game kind of in a situation that they like where making Cleveland chase points. And if we're chasing points, I think the Cowboys win uh, in a, in a barn burner, honestly. But uh, if they can't, I I would not at all be surprised if Cleveland with their defense, with, with a ball control run game and, 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 you know, converting with play action pass and boots and that sort of thing. If, if Cleveland was able to steal one away, because Dallas just didn't get enough time on the field and their defense just couldn't stop the run and play action combination.
1: Oh, I agree. Um, And Tristan Hill, if he tries to, Roll one of the Browns linebackers. Um, <laughs> he better run because number 77, Wyatt Teller, will chase him wherever he goes. Um, so that could be something to look forward to. Um, and look, I, and one thing where I try to give myself a little positivity to this is, you know, Miles Garrett, Baker yeah. Mayfield, Odell, got a success there. But these guys, you know, Texas kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you dream about this looking forward to the NFL. Hey, maybe I'll be a cowboy one day or A, I'm going to get to go play in that building one day as an NFL player. So does it add a little to it? Who knows? It does. I I will,
0: from experience, I'll tell you, as a Cowboys fan, we get a lot of people's best shots because there are a lot of Texas kids out there and because they grew up watching Dallas, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it happens. So I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if that happens. Like I said, we only play each other every four years. So, you know, this opportunity doesn't come
1: up a lot. No absolutely doesn't and uh, Landon um, for the first time obviously where we've gotten to sit down and break bread so, so to speak had a blast um, and you know congratulations to you and Marcus on the continued success uh, I know you guys are doing a fantastic job over there um, and it's great when you have a fan base that literally goes around the world um you know the Browns do as well but um, yeah. you know, to have some success at some point would add to you know your <laughs> fandom around the world. But uh, you know, you guys are just you know, you guys you know, uh, kicking butt, taking names on, on the daily, and congratulations on all that. With that, folks, we are going to take an end to this here, as we have giving you a, in my opinion, a fantastic crossover Thursday episode between the Locked On Browns podcast and the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Your host Jeff Floyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, and between Landon McCool at uh, Landon, give the at man at, at McCool
0: BCB. It's always it's always hard to remember. There it is.
1: He, the name, that, that last name, man. That last name <laughs> just too good, just too good. And just in case, guys, I did actually verify. I asked him. That is truly Landon's last name. I was sure sure it was <laughs> yeah. something that he uh, when he went Hollywood style. No, no, no,
2: California.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> With that, everybody, enjoy. This should be a, a great game Sunday. And, again, it's going to be interesting because if the Browns win, it means they play their game. If Dallas wins, it means most likely that Dallas played their game. So it'll be fun, fun game on Sunday. Uh, best of luck to all. Everybody enjoy themselves. Uh, have some food. Have some drinks. Uh, stay small, guys, as far as having people around. There will be some people in the stadium, which the Browns are not used to really to this point There's a little bit more in Dallas. But everybody enjoy yourself, and as everybody knows, please supporting uh please support the network, please support Lockdown Cowboys, please support Lockdown Browns, and thanks everybody for the listen. Have a great day, and we'll see you all on Sunday. All right, Landon, we don't have much time, but bro, that was blessed, dude.
0: That was great. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so just you want to email me yeah, no whatever. Problem. A link or something, Google Drive link. Or yeah, as soon
1: as as soon as it comes through, because MegaPhone gives a long link where I got to rename the file. I'll, I'll just call it, you know, cr, you know, I'll call it cr, uh, CO Week Four. That's all. Okay, and cool. Um, DME DM DME uh, DME an email address. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, can I give you both my gonna- names?